Welcome to Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast. We explore the psychological challenges that many successful women entrepreneurs face while building their businesses and how they have overcome them. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen, and I'm happy to welcome to today's show, Karen Lee. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Karen, um, let me talk a little bit about you. Karen has been building her entrepreneurial skill set for over 10 years, and after after her graduate studies in international business, She returned home to combine lifelong passions for shopping, retail, and technology together into a startup, Glow Beauty. Glow's mission is to change consumer culture from one of hyper-consumption to that of mindful consumption. So Karen, if you would start by telling our listeners a little bit about your growing up. Yeah, for sure. I think I always say this. Um, but I grew up in an unusually feminist, supportive environment uh, where there really were no limits in to what I could explore and what I could do. Um, it was really whatever I had an interest in. I was always supported. And I think that that is really rare to feel that unlimited from a very young age all the way through. And that has really informed the way that I've approached life afterwards. Like, you know, all the doors are open, but then again, there's always too much choice. And I think that really helped me explore all my interests so that I really became a jack of all trades and a master of none, which is, I remember something that my prof told me in front of the whole class was not what the, um, the real world wanted we needed more specialists and I was like oh gosh that's not me but I just love learning new things and you know doing a deep dive into something totally new and getting really and really immersed in that and that's kind of where it all started was from how I was brought up was it did it make things difficult that you were um, a jack of all trades Is that sometimes difficult for you? It definitely is because it means that I had a harder time trying to find my identity as like, yes, I'm the person who's really good at X. But I think the way that I've reframed that is that I'm a really quick learner. And that's kind of my superpower is my ability to adapt to brand new situations and that the training that I've given myself and built those skill sets to really get dropped in any situation and be able to figure my way out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it also sounds like your, your private girls school in Toronto really encouraged you to figure stuff out. Absolutely. Um, I don't think I realized how supportive that all girls environment was until I went to university because whatever I 
set my mind to it, everyone was like, okay, we will give you the freedom. We will trust you like, you know, a miniature adult, um, but you have to execute. So it was never a matter of, can I get, can I convince an adult to help me do this? It was like, they trust me and they will do whatever it takes to help me execute on whatever I wanted to. And Mm -hmm. a lot of that was through the high school robotics team where we weren't very good when I joined the team, but I wanted to be better. And the teachers weren't like, oh, well, we don't have the resources. We don't have enough money, et cetera. They just kind of said, well, you figured out. You can be Mm -hmm. better, but you've got to crack the code and, you know, do it yourself. Find that money. So I had a fundraise. I was like maybe 13 or 14 going to companies asking for like, hi, um, can you guys give us $10,000, please? Um, Mm -hmm. So it's actually made my whole entrepreneurial journey a little less daunting because I've kind of done it before from a very young age and Mm -hmm. it was demystified and I had to learn how to break down a big vision and a big goal down into smaller milestones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's let's segue there. Tell me a little bit about your entrepreneur journey. What pushed you to become an entrepreneur when you did? Well, I had just finished school, and it was really important for me to take a gap year to figure out what I wanted to do, not just my peers, because I am always. Uh, I always fall victim to groupthink. So if everyone wants to be a management consultant, I think, well, if they could do it, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. So I had to take some time back and I ended up wanting to go into product management. But through that whole job search process, I also had to do an interview where I had to solve a problem, uh, create an app to solve a problem. And the problem that I identified was that I had too many beauty products from all these subscription boxes and Mm -hmm. lots of other women had the same problem. And once I got thinking about this idea and started researching and talking to, you know, potential customers, I, this, it was such a compelling opportunity that I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was what I was thinking about when I was procrastinating the job hunt process. Mm -hmm. So my mom really encouraged me. She's like, Hey, if you think this is a real opportunity, this could be a career path. Like this could be your job and I'm happy to support you. Um, And that's kind of how it all started. I guess it's something I felt compelled to do because if I didn't do it and someone else did and they became successful, I knew it would be a life regret. Mm -hmm. So you would describe yourself as competitive. Definitely, but like it almost not by choice. I'm just so mm-hmm. thinking. Like, I guess it's part of comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they can do that. I can do that too. Um, but I'm not, you know, typically competitive in the sense that like I'm like I must win. I have to be number one. It's always just kind of looking around me and trying to push myself to be a little bit better, but not necessarily aiming to be top of my class or like you know the best of the best I just want to be better you talk a bit um about never wanting to blend 
Can you explain what this means to you uh, for our listeners? Yeah, I think not wanting to blend in. I don't know if this is from my schooling where I had to wear a uniform all the time, but Mm -hmm. it's funny because when you have to wear a uniform, you have to figure out a way to make it your own. So whether Mm -hmm. or not it's it's the looseness of your tie or the way you cuff your sleeves, So that kind of really informed me and encouraged my passion and interest in fashion and clothing and how you can express yourself. And I was super shy as a child, like wouldn't really want to talk to strangers. But once Mm -hmm. you got me talking, I would not stop talking. Mm -hmm. And a way for me to express myself really was through my clothes and I learned that as I was growing up like if I wore something really cool and someone complimented me on it that would make me feel good and somehow Mm -hmm. that has translated to other parts of my life as well where I don't want to be like everyone else and in a way it's almost a self-preservation strategy because if you're trying so hard to be like everyone else you don't really have a sense of self and you're constantly comparing yourself to others. Whereas if you're doing your own thing, you're really only being compared against yourself. And that's kind of where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you celebrate your differences. For sure. Yeah. And that's part of what makes you um, feel confident. Yeah. I think it's, you know, bringing a new perspective to the table that I really enjoy. And I also like hearing other people's stories and just being an interesting person to other people. Um, And, you know, the saying goes, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I mean, other interesting people will want to talk with me. And it's really cool to be able to learn from other people's unique experiences and have something to offer. from myself in that conversation as well, whatever that conversation may be. Mm-hmm. You, you being an entrepreneur means you have to build things, which it sounds like since robotics in in middle school, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you've always liked to build stuff and not had to, uh, and not have had to rely on people. So being an entrepreneur seems like it's something that's really tailored right for you. Would you agree with that? Being an entrepreneur is something that comes naturally for you? I think it's something that I've always leaned towards is the creation of something from scratch. So one of the first things I ever wanted to do as a job was to be a director because I love the idea of creating a whole story from nothing that's just words on a page to, you know, something on a screen and something that other people can enjoy. And when it came to middle school and I joined the robotics team, you really start with nothing, maybe just some raw materials. And you have to create something with all these other people who have different expertise in different areas to create something that you can then show the world. And That is a really addictive experience when it goes well and you get to experience that. And it's not just seeing the final product, but it's 
the relationships that form when you're in this high pressure melting pot and those that's a really important part of the experience for me as well and basically what made me want to go study business in the first place was learn how to you know manage the operations of having to build an organization and manage it um, and deal with the most important aspect of any organization which is the people um, and you know whatever you produce is kind of a byproduct of working with amazing people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let me ask you this it seems like you're in, in spite of going into business, you also sort of describe yourself as not a traditional person and really appreciating uh, being able to be creative and independent and, and not rely on people. Where do you think that comes from? That probably comes from the freedom that I had growing up to do whatever I wanted and express myself however I wanted without any sort of limitations um, imposed on me from other people or even for myself because you build up so many subconscious biases even Mm -hmm. as a child and what I found was that I always I'm someone who just needs a creative outlet of some sort whether or not that's you know like painting or writing or baking I always have to be doing something and what I realized in business school was that oh it's not just like a place to learn all these tools but it's a place that's still very much based in frameworks and putting Mm -hmm. your ideas into a box and then presenting that framework to the outside world um but so I went into business thinking it was going to be so full of opportunities because that's kind of what you see in the exciting headlines in the news. But business school is a very traditional place and I felt like I didn't really fit in, but mm-hmm. it was a it was a practical place to go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I learned what I could from that environment and I'm grateful for it. Um, it was just a diff- what, different from what I was expecting. Well, and it also sounds like being creative for you is a little bit uncomfortable because then, I'm sorry, I should say, being creative is comfortable for you because then you don't have to fit in in some ways. Exactly. And it's sometimes I feel like my brain just doesn't work in a linear fashion compared mm-hmm. to other people. I've always, it's like a spider web of thoughts and I end up somewhere completely different, which made it really hard for me in school to do tests and exams because I wanted to be a little bit different, but different is not what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah. You, you shared with me that you, you've had bouts of anxieties, anxiety over the last five years. And, um, and how the anxiety has betrayed your brain and body at times. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that anxiety comes from, and how have you learned how to manage it, overcome it? That's a really difficult question because I'm not sure where that anxiety comes from. I think a lot of it is just my genetic disposition mm-hmm. or that kind of brain chemistry, mm-hmm. but it's 
definitely had one of the biggest, it's definitely been one of my biggest motivators to go into entrepreneurship and do my own thing because I think while people, you know, have definitely learned this through the pandemic, it's that at any time, like you just cannot take your health for granted and you can't always rely on there being a tomorrow. And for me, at the peak of my anxiety, when I was still in school, it really felt like I I was not myself at all. I couldn't do basic things anymore because it felt like my brain and my body were not in sync and they just took off on their own thing. Um, so, you know, I definitely got professional help from there, but mm-hmm. having that happen and then you know, having my mental health take another dip again, where I felt like, you know, my brain had betrayed me in a way, mm-hmm. has made me realize that, hey, I I cannot take the good days for granted. And mm-hmm. if I waste my time doing something that I'm not excited about, and I don't feel fulfills me, I'm really mm-hmm. just wasting those good days that I have. And Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, I decided to go right into starting my own business instead of, you know, gaining experience elsewhere and then going off and doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what do you do on the days that are more difficult? How do you take care of yourself? You know, it really goes back to listening to my body, hearing what Mm -hmm. I need. And removing the distractions of work and whatever those pressure points are. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that I need to reset. Um, I take a lot of naps. That helps me reset just like on the daily basis. But also knowing that, you know, I have to be going for walks outside. I need to, you know, some days... I just need to, yes, succumb to my body's need to just like just take an actual break and just wait for that mm-hmm. low mood to kind of pass on because I know that it's it's while it feels awful to feel really down, it's not forever. I just have to wait for it to pass and for mm-hmm. every, my body to reset. And part of part of one of the other things that you did, which I think would be helpful for our listeners, is which you do, I should say, is just take health breaks from social media. Oh, absolutely. I just find that, you know, as someone who's constantly comparing myself to others, it's so easy with social media because they give you these numbers and you can easily compare a number with another number and of mm-hmm. course a bigger number is better. Um, and just completely taking myself offline, I find that I'm not wanting things anymore. I don't feel like I need to, you know, do this because someone else did it and that looked really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And just know that, you know, if I'm feeling really down and I'm on social media, that's when people show all the highlights of their life. And it's not a good place to be. If you're, you know, like not in a good mindset. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me a little bit about um, if you've ever worried about not doing what was expected of you. I feel like not doing what was expected of me is not something that I've struggled with too much, but what I do struggle with is the decision that I have made to go off on my own venture because mm-hmm. I have close friends who have gone the more traditional route and mm-hmm. I see where their life is going. And of course they're down a very different path, you know, reaching the more standard milestones. And I am so far away from having the savings to even put down a down payment for a home. And mm-hmm. it, that's where that kind of, you know, not meeting expectations. And I think part of not fitting in means you don't have to compare yourself to people, right? Exactly. Um, So it's really important for me to be connected with other founders and other people who are on this journey because you do feel less alone because we're all on a very unique journey. We're all doing things that no one else has done before. So it's, really important to be with like-minded people who are like-minded in the sense that they all want to do something different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. Um, Karen, I want to say thank you so much, believe it or not. We're to the end of our podcast today. I appreciate your time and all the stuff that you shared personally about yourself. If um, listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? They can easily find me on Instagram. Um, our username is Glow Beauty, G L O U Beauty. Um, and we're also on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, all under the same handle, Glow Beauty. And I frequently make video updates there. And that's the easiest way to reach me. Great, great. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Leslie. You're welcome. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson. Please drop me a line at mindsetforsuccess at weglobalstudios.com. See you next week.